It's 22 minutes after the hour four. And in case you've just tuned in, it is Radio Veritas 576 AM. It's that station that gives you the good news and the good music for a change. And welcome to another edition of Changing Gear with myself, Father Brian, a.k.a. Ndabaningi. And I'll be taking you home and I'll be the one that will be uh, keeping you company as you prepare your supper. And as you go to fetch your kids from school or from aftercare. Oh, I actually just discovered that some people listen to us from their hospital beds. And uh, thank you very much for being loyal and faithful to us here at Radio Veritas. And uh, as promised, we're going to be talking about uh, the decline of young people in our churches this afternoon. Um, recently, Archbishop Mark Coledri uh, of Australia said that there is something very surprising uh, within the Catholic Church in Australia. The figures are showing that there's a sharp rise in the number of young people who no longer have a religious affiliation. The people that are younger from 25 and below are said to not identify with any form of church or even religion. And I think the same is true about us here in South Africa. When one looks in some of our churches, yes, we do have people that come to church, but uh, most of them now are starting to to walk away and most of them have um, are having challenges with uh, with our Catholic faith. And uh, I think this is one of those things that um, the world, Mini World Youth Day so is going to be sort of addressing and giving them a space and a platform where they can talk about their issues and where they can talk about their faith. And there seems to be this uh, this running away from the church and often often the young ones are saying that we are not inspiring we we are boring we 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 do not give them anything that is we do not give them anything that is that is uh, feeding to their souls and so we would like to hear from our youth this afternoon and uh, i'm going to be joined on the line shortly by Father Smilo Mgadi, and we're going to try and understand and unpack this trend that is happening within the church to say what is going all wrong, where are we getting it wrong, and what could we change? Um, is it something that is only affecting the church in South Africa, or it is something that the Catholic Church, or it's a common trend even in the Anglican Church, in the Methodist Church, and if those trends are not there, why are those trends not there? And possibly I would like also to hear from the young people. Are we really boring in the Catholic Church? And those of our children or those who know anyone who's left the church, who's young and who's in the young adult life, can you can you share with us what happened and why are they not, uh, why are we failing to retain the young people in the church? And so do not touch that dial and uh, wait for us as we try and get hold of uh, this Milo. It's 25 minutes after the hour 4 and it is Radio Veritas 576 AM. It's 28 minutes before the hour 4 and that was IPCC Choir with Omuhawu. Omuhawu means mercy. And uh, as we celebrate uh, Pick Me Up Monday, I think uh, it's always good to soak ourselves in the mercy of God and to realize that uh, without the mercy of God, we are nothing. And uh, I really like the readings from yesterday's 
uh, gospel where the evil one came and planted his own stuff and the Lord says you know what leave it like that let it grow together and uh, <laughs> it reminded me of uh, of high school and uh, my principal who said uh, we'll see them at the, the time for, 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 for harvest is going to come and at that time we didn't know what the harvest meant and um, yeah but uh, it's only now with high insight that I now understand what the harvest meant but anyhow we need to move on as we try and wait for Father Smilo but I thought as we wait for Father Smilo to 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 as we ho- try and get hold of him I thought we should also think about um, it struck me this uh, this weekend I was reflecting on people uh, this experience of worrying and stressing and especially stressing about the things that have not happened I've noticed that sometimes um, you we worry about and we stress over things that uh, that can be very 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 big and sometimes they can be very small and then there's sometimes when we are going through experiences that should be worrying us and that should be bothering us and uh, Strangely enough, we are not stressed, we are not bothered. And so it started, it, it really got me to question why. And I realized that sometimes it's because we are with God in those experiences, in those circumstances. And the peace that comes when we're going through those storms is not a peace that we have created ourselves, but is a peace that is given to us as a gift from the Mighty One who is God. And so I I have come to the conclusion that the peace of God is something that surpasses all our understanding. It is something that can guard our heart as we find out in the Philippians. And um, his word even tells us that um, we will have troubles. But when we get hold of that fact where he says no matter how much we worry, if we just hold on to him, he is going to be our 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 anchor in the storm. And so as we celebrate a pick-me-up Monday, we are reminded that Christ is our anchor and Christ is that source of peace. Join me on the line shortly now is Father Smilum Gadi, and uh, we are going to be talking about the trends within the youth culture within the Catholic Church, uh, particularly here in South Africa. Father Smilum, good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon, my brother. How are you? I am good. I am good. So slashily, ne? Hey, I'm traveling around right now. I'm at the last preaching retreat to the priest of the Manzini Diocese. So that's what I've been doing in this month. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. This is the last. This is the last uh, um, step. So I'm finished after the, this week. So I'm back. Great <laughs> stuff. I won't moan and complain about your gallivanting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Not to mention that you're going on a on a boat cruise. Eh? Tell us about a, a little bit about that thing. Yes, yes. The boat cruise will only be in January twenty one uh, to twenty twenty one to twenty five. Um, and uh, the last time the agent told me they had only four seats left. Actually, it was filled up, and they got us more six seats. So two have been filled already uh, this morning. So I'm not sure now how it stands. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, was uh, what's and what's what's the point of going on this boat cruise, Baba? No, it's the idea that just came to me, you know, to be uh, fun-filled Catholics. You know, I've been on these boat cruises for quite some time. I think I've gone five times already, <laughs> and I've seen people being happy, and I've seen some thematic. Uh, 
cruises and seen groups in those cruises, you know. So I thought maybe you could take Catholics along. So we'll be going to Mozambique and for many islands. And um, so we'll be a group there with other people, obviously, because the boat takes about 2,000 people. But then we will have our devotions in the morning and mass and everything in the boat. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have just fun. And then when we get to Mozambique, we'll have mass at the cathedral of uh, Maputo. Uh, there and then yeah that, that's just that that's to be fancy Catholics wow <laughs> anyway let's get into this whole uh, uh, trend and cycle that is happening within the church uh, some people a few we've got a, we've got stats in front of us and we are told that um, people are leaving the Catholic Church and particularly within the younger generation and uh, in some parts of the world, some parishes are even being closed. And uh, they are only left with the older generation. And uh, um, if you look at the profile of the average Catholic that is in Europe, uh, it's totally different to the one that is here in Africa. But nevertheless, here in South Africa, we seem to be also, we remain with the, the, the middle-aged and the old. But the young ones, we seem to be having a problem with getting them to stay in our church or getting them to church in the first place. What is happening for this middle? Well, I think in South Africa we need to make a distinction. Um, it, it might be hurting, but it's the truth. We, we sort of roughly have two churches in South Africa, um, Catholic churches, in my view. Um, we have the conservatives in one of a good way to white church and then we have the black church on the other side um i i think the problem of young people leaving might be a problem um, um among the white side of the church uh not so much in the black side of the church but also in the black side of the church the problem that we are having now we can have people our churches are filled with young people every sunday morning but uh, i think we are not uh, reaching them uh, so that's why then some of them feel disillusioned because their questions are not answered and uh, maybe sometimes you are too institutionalized and too formal about certain things and 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 so forth so i i think that that is the challenge we are facing I'm going to read a few stats for you, and uh, I won't mention which diocese this is in, but it is from a diocese here in South Africa. I won't mention which one. It could be an archdiocese or it could be a diocese, whatever it is, but it is local. These are local stats, and this is covering the Southern African Catholic Bishops' Conference. So it it includes Swaziland. It also includes Botswana, and these are the stats. The number of baptisms declined from... 259,000 in 2015, 271,531 in uh, 2016. However, the number of baptism has also risen uh, for, for... Okay, all right, that is... I don't want to mention that. The number... Then first communions have declined by over 100,000 from 291,000 in 2014 to 176,000. Catholic weddings have fallen from 79,000 to 41,000. That is in 2015. 
the number of Catholic funerals declined from 286,000 to 243,000. What are those stats telling you? Well, um, first of all, uh, I, I have a challenge with the whole science of statistics itself and uh, much more so how we apply it as the church in southern africa because what happens is uh, we give this to priests and normally the the the, the forms that come out are saying uh, the priest must feel this and uh, with due respect i i, I don't think uh, priests are very precise with giving these statistics it's it's, it's um it's not an important thing for many parish priests. So at the end of the day, what happens, you have this on your desk, and, and then the chancery calls you, and then they say, we want this tomorrow now, you've been, you've been having it for a month or so, then you just fill up the numbers. But I think the best way is what, for example, is done in the Archdiocese of Johannesburg, that um, in October you have a counting, head count, it's a head count month. And then if that system is used, then we see that the statistics may not be really what is, is, is being said. But uh, then with the communions and the baptisms, then that entirely depends on, on, on the priest. For example, in my parish, um, I had, um, a few weeks ago, I had 126 First Holy Communions. And um, generally, I have about, um, uh, I have baptisms four times a year, and it's hardly um, less than 30 people, persons, who are being baptized at that time. So um, I, 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 I doubt the statistics, let me say. All right, so you're questioning the, 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 the credibility of the stats. I, I, I think that that's, that's my point of view, Father. Oh, okay. No, I agree, and uh, we, 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 we can uh, agree to disagree on this one. Nevertheless, when one looks at what we're, former, we're called or known as former white parishes, that's in the burbs, and when one also has a glance at the parishes that are in, in the townships, there are different trends within the white, so, former called white parishes, there are no young people. What is happening there? Um, yeah, I think I think there is a challenge there. Um, though I've not been in a white parish in quite a long time, I mean, ministering there, so I wouldn't be be, be quite precise. But I I, I think um, when 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 the the liturgies are, are not focusing on the needs of the young people. Um, the worship style and so forth, you know, and the old people still keeping to, to, to their positions of being lecturers and being whatever, and the young people are relegated to just attending mass. So they, they quickly get bored. So, um, and, and, and if you have less young groups, or if you have young groups which become too institutionalized, you know, like you have your subscriptions, you have your, your, your attendance registers and whatever. Young people don't like that, in my view, currently. They don't like something overly regularized. They want something that is more charismatic. No, not, not in a sense of charismatic renewal, but yes. more, 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 more lively, more, more, you know, 
attending to the issues and allowing people to come in and go out as they will. So I think that that could be the challenge, that we, 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 we need to be less regularized and less uh, formalized and try to make our liturgies lively. And also the age of the priest himself counts a lot in mm. this, because how he ministers to the people, uh, you know, the old people will be fine, you know, if it's mass, it's mass. So mass for, for all people, it's, you receive Holy Communion, there's, 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 there's um, consecration and whatever. But young people want to carry meaning out of the mass. So, and I think that's what we need to focus on to improve uh, that scenario. And how can we as pastors then offer that meaning to the younger generation that is coming into the churches right now? What can we do different to our liturgy that would make it more lively and more life-giving to our youth? Because I often hear my nephews, my nephews, uh, and I'm, I'm really ashamed to say this, my nephews are no longer going to church. Yes, um, as, as I'm just preaching now to priests, you know, I'm saying to them, our preaching should be based on three keys. Uh, it's uh, press, preview, and pulpit. Press meaning uh, 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 media or knowing what is happening in the world. Preview means uh, the, 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 the kneeler, the prayer, the prayer kneeler, and then the pulpit. So sometimes we, we just uh, focus on studying and let me give an example. Let's say it's a feast of the Immaculate Conception. So when I go to preach on Immaculate Conception, uh, the first thing that pro, well, the normal Catholic priest will be willing to do is to explain how did this happen, how the doctrine means and whatever, whatever, what it means, the doctrine. But now, the second question which lags in most pulpits is what does for me, if Mary was conceived without without sin, so what? So that is the part that I'm saying uh, we as priests need to work on. Is so what? This is the Lord. So what? Mary was conceived without sin. So what? Mary was assumed to heaven. So what? <laughs> okay, all right. And to parents who are dragging their children to church, what would you say to them? I think also the whole issue, I think I'm facing that also in my parish, this whole issue of fundamental uh, catechism. You know, I'm trying to move, what did you parish, call it? for example, Sorry. from Let's repeat uh, sacramental that. catechism to Sunday school or Sunday, yeah, Sunday school, let me put it that way, to assess that in as much as you go to school to get intellectual knowledge, you need to come to church to get a faith knowledge, at least. Because I, I think it's, 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 it's in as much as we promote piety and, 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 and devotion and so forth. But uh, at least if we have the basis of the safe knowledge, you know, it's better if you have someone who might not be pious, who might not be devotional, but at least they know about their faith. So the Sunday school model, therefore, for me, works better in that way that they know what our faith is about. They know what the Bible is. They know the Ten Commandments. They know um, what Jesus said and whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, if, if then they become pious about it and devotional about it, that's good. But if, if we promote more piety without faith knowledge, then we have a problem because that piety has no basis uh, whatsoever. Please break down piety for for my not-so-educated listeners. 
No, piety, for example, it's, it's like we're going to Ngome, we are praying <laughs> the novenas, we are mm-hmm. praying the rosary before Mass, we are at Mass, you are supposed to kneel, you are supposed to do that and whatever, you are supposed to wear nice, that is piety. And but wear your medals. We promote that without uh, giving the knowledge or the basis, why should I be doing that? Okay. Why is that important? Okay. And how, and, 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 and you know, when you have the knowledge, then you can express it this way or the other way. Okay. So if, if you just promote piety without knowledge, then you have just that way of doing it without the basis of why am I doing this. Mm. So in other words, what you're saying to our parents and to the parents that are listening now is it doesn't help to be uh, making that compulsory rule of everybody to be going to church. It doesn't help at all. And uh, there is no point in dragging young adults to church when they are not interested. Yes, actually, actually, Father, interestingly, that, that's the advice I always give to parents when they come to me all the time, so-and-so does, you know, I visit homes, so I go to pray at homes and say masses at home, whatever. And when you get there after mass, you sit down for a cup of coffee or something, and then they start telling you, so-and-so is not coming to church. Father, talk to him. So I always say, okay, it's fine. If he doesn't want to come to church, that's fine. Let's, let's give him time. Let him feel the need of coming to church when the time is right for him. So sometimes forcing people, of course, when a child is a child, you must force the child to go to church. But when they grow to become a young adult, as you say, you cannot really force people. But on our side as pastors, uh, uh, yesterday I was sitting with my friends uh, somewhere here in Devon because I drove down last night. And they were saying to me, I must feel the need to wake up and go to church. What is the message for me there? You know, and I was telling my, 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 my lay ministers in the parish that because they preach sometimes, I say to them, preaching on a Sunday is about making meaning about what happened last week and arming people to face what will happen next week. So unless we, we, we touch that, then people don't feel the need to come to church. You said a mouthful there, Father Smilo. Thank you, thank you very much for <laughs> for that insight. And uh, I think often the mistake that parents make, and we as uh, caregivers also we make, is we we try and make them do things that they are not yet ready and that they do not see value in. And perhaps maybe the more we do that, the more we are making them resist church. And uh, I actually came across one young person who was telling me that um, I'm a former Catholic and uh, they would define themselves as a Catholic. However, they have moved elsewhere and this elsewhere it does not have a place. So they find themselves drifting from one church to the next where where they hear Ugutuku no more, yeah, they are there. Or Magutiwa, they are going to Sizanani Center, they are there exploring Buddhism and all sorts of things and um, for me that was a bit problematic because I think at some point we all need to be centered somewhere yes actually what happens father it, 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 I've seen people are like that who leave the Catholic Church and go elsewhere and they go elsewhere because where they go their needs are identified but unfortunately as they stay there they realize that their needs are not met and there's, there's a distinction between that identifying the needs and some of the, if I, if I want to say that, Pentecostal uh, churches are good at identifying people's needs. You know, they know people need financial breakthrough. They know people need uh, protection from evil spirits. They know people uh, need merit and so forth and so forth. It could be anything. So they identify those needs and work on them. But 
matchmakers, they stay there, they realize that mm-hmm. these needs are not met. And that's where we are good as the Catholic Church was. We give meaning to life, but we are not good at communicating that meaning that we have. So that's why sometimes you find them coming back or, or as you say, drifting away completely. So what we need to work on as the Catholic Church is the communication strategy. And I think that's where we are letting this money. Hey, we're going to close on that note where we lack uh, on a communication strategy within the church. And uh, thank you very much once again for taking time out of your busy schedule and uh, shedding light for us on uh, this scourge that we are having with our young people and even our young adults in the church. Thank you very much, Father Brian, and all the listeners. Uh, I think I'll be on, 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 on live on Sunday. I'll be back. <laughs> I know. I wasn't going to comment, but now that you've mentioned it, <laughs> Thank you, we, we won't be giving your job to anyone else then. <laughs> no, 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 no. My job is secure. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven minutes before the hour five. In case you've just tuned in, it is Radio Veritas 576 AM. It's that station that gives you the good news and the good music for a change. It is changing gear with myself, Father Brian, and do not touch that dial.